Hello, my friends. Welcome to the PMI ACP Masterclass Primer. I'm so excited that you're able to join us. Those of you who have signed up for this training, great choice. It's a new adventure. Lots of you were in our class for the PMP exam. You have passed and you're looking to go to that next level in the world of Agile. It's a really good choice that you have made to journey with my buddy Roy and I because you know how passionate we are about the world of Agile and how important it is for us to equip our students to go beyond PMP. PMP is great, but if you want to get to that next level as a project manager, it is important that you know as much as possible from this world of Agile. And not just that, but to really imbibe the mindset to really become a practitioner of Agile, to be a practicing Agile project manager, scrum master, product owner, developer, whatever you might be, because it's one thing to have a certification, but it's another thing to truly believe in what you're certified in. And that's the problem in a lot of certifications. It's just a piece of paper sitting down on people's desk, right? But this training will get you fired up, get you motivated, get you inspired to take it to that next level in the world of Agile. So it is indeed a masterclass. Go on down to agileaficionado.com if you're looking to sign up for an ACP program. This program is starting on the 19th of March. We don't do a lot of these. In fact, this is the first one my buddy Roy and I are doing together. Roy has done several of these, but this will be a first that we're hosting for our students at Prazium. Let's talk about the Agile evolution. For those of you who are new to Agile, Agile isn't new. So way back in 1948, we had the whole Toyota production system lean manufacturing movement come about. And after that, in 1991, we had the unified process, dynamic systems, and development method. And then in 1994, we began to see traits of rapid application development and things like that. In fact, that was the first of the, in quote, agile-ish methods, if you will, that I encountered in a company I worked for in the early 2000s. And then 1995 was Scrum. Scrum came on the scene. Ken Schwaber and Jeff Sutherland, they landed the Scrum mothership. And in 1996, Crystal Clear and Extreme Programming, 1997, FDD, 2001, as we all know, the Agile Manifesto, the birth of the Scrum Alliance, 2005, the Declaration of Interdependence, which is a set of practices, ideas, six of them, if you will, for project managers in the software space, for practitioners in that space, and 2017, the Agile Alliance partnered with the PMI. Wow. Partnered with the PMI to create the Agile Practice Guide. What a long way we have come. And there have been all sorts of other tiny little milestones along the way. But one of the milestones, a huge milestone, is the ACP, the Agile Certified Practitioner Certification. But someone might ask, why did PMI do this? Well, I just showed you the trajectory. You do recall from the Agile Practice Guide, if you've read it, that both Kanban and Agile are subsets of Lean. So way back, 1948 is when it all started. David Anderson brought it into the world of IT and knowledge type work. 
in that Microsoft project that he did for Microsoft back in the early 2000s. But now everyone's talking about Kanban or Scrum. Beyond that, you've definitely heard of feature-driven development or terms such as the MVP and all that stuff. This should be a signal to you that this language, this idea, this movement, this mindset isn't going away. So if you're experienced in using agile approaches and you've got good collaboration skills, you embrace complexity and thrive on rapid response times, then your talents are in demand. The PMI ACP formally recognizes your knowledge of agile principles and your skill with agile techniques. So show your peers, show your employers, your stakeholders that your agile knowledge runs deep. There's nothing like a certification to show I'm committed to this. I'm all in. I'm a practitioner. Okay. The PMI ACP was created by Agilist. If you read about the people involved, they highly respect individuals. If you read about the ACP uh, beginnings and you read the Agile Practice Guide and you look at the names involved, just a stamp of the Agile Alliance should it should calm any fears, right? Now, I got certified as an ACP back in 2016. That was five years after my first Agile certification in 2011. And what I realized on the ACP exam was that it went beyond Scrum into other frameworks. It really hammered on the mindset. I was quite shocked that it hammered so much on the mindset, but not shocked in a bad way, in a good way, because I was prepared to face it. But I know... Some folks may think it's going to be overtly technical and overbearing. You have to be a coder, an IT person. No, you don't have to be. Agile is not just for IT. All right. So again, this was created by Agilists for Agilists. The PMI ACP spans many approaches to Agile, such as Scrum, Kanban, Lean, XP, TDD, and so on. As we go through this program, you'll learn a lot of the intricacies that people just skim over on the surface. Like for the PMP, there's a significant amount of agile, but still there's a lot under the hood that people aren't even seeing. And that's what you're going to be exposed to in this course. The tinier details, the the little things that get you when you try to practice that you could be blindsided by if you're not working with a skilled practitioner of Agile, we are going to be pointing out those tiny little nuances to you. If you work on Agile teams or if your organization is adopting Agile practices, the PMI ACP is a good choice for you. The PMI ACP is evidence of your real-world hands-on experience and skill as part of an Agile team. So gain and maintain your ACP. Once you've got it, all you need to do is maintain it. The certification exam has 120 multiple-choice questions. You have three hours to complete it and to maintain your ACP, you got to earn 30 PDUs, which isn't that hard to do, to be honest, especially since knowledge about Agile is all over the place. You could attend webinars and so on and so forth. The instructors on this are yours truly. I'm a buddy, Roy Schillen, as you can see on the screen. Roy has been my Agile coach, my personal Agile coach. I call him my genie in the bottle coach. But as a result of Roy's influence, I have moved on to take five certifications in Agile in the past two and a half years, thereabouts. I've gotten certified in P3, 
PSM, PSPO, PAL, SPS. I lose count. And the ACP, of course. As a result of Roy's influence, I decided, all right, let me put pay to this. Because Roy and I started training, mentoring, helping companies even before I got certified. And it was after Roy and I started working together, he said, Phil, you taking your ACP yet? When are you taking it? This is what I think you should do. Followed his advice and back in 2016, became an ACP. And that added to the CSM gives me roughly six Agile certifications in nothing but Agile. So I'm not just asking you to do something I haven't done. I have done this. I have practiced it. I am practicing it. I am a practicing Agilist. So it's not just about having certifications. It's about knowing what you're doing, doing it, and helping others do it. I'm beginning to sound like the manifesto. Now, if you haven't read PMI's documentation about Agile, you'll realize in this snippet from PMI that organizations increasingly embrace Agile as a technique for managing projects. In this survey, we saw a 71% count of organizations using Agile approaches, sometimes, often, or always. The wise people can smell the coffee and see, uh uh-oh, I'm not on this bandwagon. I wouldn't even be able to implement anything agile to save my life, not even on a two-day project, let alone a recurring stream of value, see? So this is a signal to those who aren't taking agile passionately and seriously that they should. Someone says, what is this agile thing all about? Look for my video on what is agile. It's about a five-minute video. But the bottom line is agile is a mindset. Agile is a mindset that is exercised through a number of practices. But at the base, the mindset has to be straight, has to be right. And that's the reason why we're agile. So it's not the strongest of the species that survives, nor the most intelligent. It's the one most adaptable to change. And that's why we should be agile so that we can pivot according to conditions, enterprise environmental factors, we call them, marketplace conditions, whatever that might be. Agile gives you what I call bounce back ability, the ability to bounce back in response to the ever-changing world around you, the ever-changing business environment. You see, it's a mindset. It's a mindset that welcomes change, even late in development. So we embrace Agile in order to adapt, in order to add the most value we could to our companies, to our clients, to ourselves at any point. That's why we're Agile. In this survey from PMI, organizations with high agility were surveyed and those with low agility were surveyed. And what they found from this survey It reads, organizations with high agility report more of their projects within each approach, successfully meet original goals and business intent, and they outperform organizations with low agility. So let's zoom in really quick to this. If you zoom in here, you see organizations with low agility and organizations with high agility. You see the most common approaches, agile, predictive, and hybrid talked about. Well, this shows you that in those organizations that were highly agile, right, 
they realized that 71% of their predictive projects were successful compared to organizations with low agility where only 45% of their projects were successful. So think about that. We're talking apples to apples here, predictive project to predictive project. But we're talking about low agility organizations versus high agility organizations. What does this tell you? It tells you that organizations that are highly agile, even though they are practicing predictive project management, they are more successful. Think about that for a second. The numbers don't lie. Then think about it. Those companies with high agility, 68% of their projects more successful compared to those with low agility, where 41% of their projects were successful. So let's zoom in on what exactly this is saying. And let me annotate this for you so that you zoom in on the right information. High agility organizations using predictive, 71% of their projects successful versus low agility organizations. That should be a signal to you that whether you're predictive or whether you're agile, agility in the mindset will help you. Whether you are predictive in your delivery or agile in your delivery, agility helps. That's what we can see. High agility organizations outperform low agility organizations. Whether you're doing predictive See that? That's a 26% differential. Whether you're doing hybrid, that's a 21% differential. Or whether you're doing development that is of an agile nature. You see, the delivery approach is different from the overarching mindset. That's why I keep saying agile is a mindset. You can have an organization doing predictive stuff, but the mindset is an agile one. It's one that will pivot it's one that will welcome changes even late in development. See? So if you look at the numbers, the numbers don't lie. Look at those differentials. See that? Those doing Agile, 41% versus 68%. So it, it's not about saying you're doing Agile. It's about truly being a high agility organization. And guess what is the catalyst for high agility. Guess who is the catalyst for high agility? It's you. It's me. It's us, the practitioners of Agile. So the more Agile certified practitioners, the P is for practitioner, by the way, the more ACPs we have who truly imbibe the mindset of Agile while being a practitioner, the better. And that's what gives us the high agility organizations. And hybrid, those organizations using a hybrid approach, you can see the number of successes are even higher because you become a chameleon. A true chameleon can change along this spectrum. A true agile certified practitioner who also understands the world of predictive is able to truly be that chameleon with an agile mindset and one of adaptability. That's the key thing.
So it just shows you in here, it's the percentage of projects meeting original goals and business intent. When we say success, that's really what was used here. All right. So we can glean that being agile makes sense. 75% of organizations with high agility report a minimum of 5% year-over-year revenue growth last year compared to only 29% of organizations with low agility. Think about that. 5% year-over-year revenue growth. Think about that. You're making $100 million, You make $5 million extra the next year. The year after that, it's 5% of the 105 and growth like that. But we see that in 75% of high agility organizations versus only 29% of low agility. All of these facts shared by the PMI are to underscore the importance of being agile, high agility. And agility starts with thinking. It's a mindset, first and foremost. So going into the ACP exam proper, my friends, We have seven domains. The first domain is all about agile principles and mindset, exploring, embracing, and applying agile. And the folks who put this together, they understood that the mindset was key. The second one is value-driven delivery, looking for ways to deliver value, having the early and often feedback, having stakeholders provide feedback on increments. Then we talk about stakeholder engagement. Stakeholder engagement is all about engaging current and future interested parties, building trust, promoting participation, understanding the soft stuff. The next one is team performance. As you can see here, out of the first four, three of them are very soft skills heavy, very mindset heavy. The next one is about adaptive planning, produce and maintain an evolving plan from initiation to closure. And when we say plan, We're talking about a product backlog, a product goal, a sprint backlog, a sprint goal. All of those things work hand in hand with the roadmap, the vision, and it helps you get to the desired outcome. So adaptive planning is at the bedrock of Agile. Then we talk about the inspect adapt mindset in problem detection and resolution, understanding that retrospectives should happen, understanding that these help us take action That's the difference between predictive and agile when it comes to this lessons learned thing. A lot of people say, oh, that one, we do that in the world of predictive. Yeah, we do lessons learned. You call it retrospective. We call it lesson learned. No, 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 no. There's a big difference. A retrospective is an agile Vegas ceremony. You know what I mean by agile Vegas? Whatever happens in the retrospective stays in the retrospective. Whatever happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. You get the idea. So we are being very guarded in what kind of information makes its way out of the retrospective. It has to be information that the team members have agreed on and are willing to share, not putting people in bad light, right? So there's a difference between compiling a list of what went well, what didn't go so well. But you know the difference in the world of Agile? It's what are we going to do about it next time in the next sprint how are we going to improve let's set some smart goals for these opportunities of improvement you see the positive language no one's taking the blame it's the team that's owning the opportunity it's a different mindset to round up we have continuous improvement 
as our final domain. And continuous improvement is about continuously improving the quality, effectiveness, and value of the product, the processes, and the team. And here is a breakdown of the exam. Those domains I went through with you just now, that's the breakdown. 16, 20, 17, 16, 12, 10, 9. Kind of an even breakdown. The biggest area being value delivery because value is important. Want to make sure that we're doing the right stuff. Because some people working on the right projects with the wrong mindset. Some people working on the wrong project with the wrong mindset. Wrong project with right mindset. So value is important both at the story level, at the project level, even at the program and portfolio level. You want to make sure you're doing the right projects in the first place. All right. So there's the breakdown of what we're going to be covering, my friends. The very first domain is agile principles and mindset. So let's jump into this. My body Roy is ready to go. Let's go. And if you haven't signed up for this program, again, the website you need to go to is agileaficionado.com. You still got a few more hours to join. We look forward to seeing you. All the best.